0: Hello everybody and welcome to the third in our series of COVID-19 special episodes.
1: Only in times of greatest need do we begin to truly appreciate the everyday people who make the greatest differences in our lives. Caught up in the bustle of the everyday, we've come to regard as normal. Our NHS staff have until now been largely invisible and mostly unappreciated by us all. But no more. Sitting alone during the lockdown, interior designer Francesca Rowan-Plowden, in trying to find a way to show her appreciation, alighted on a brilliant but simple idea. What if she could bring the interior design and construction communities together to give our NHS heroes the sort of beautiful rooms that would become havens from the stresses and fatigue of their daily working lives? The result was new charity Design Havens for Heroes. Today, we are incredibly lucky to be joined by Francesca to find out more about her work, how the charity operates and how the design community can get
0: involved. My name is Susie Rumbold. And my name is Jeff Hayward. Welcome to the interior design business. Welcome to the show, Francesca. Can you tell us a little bit about you as an interior designer?
2: Uh yes, um, I have my own interior design practice called Rowan Plowden Design, um, which um I suppose officially I've probably been running for about six, well maybe eight years, and then before that I was sort of just dabbling, um, and um, and most recently I've sort of been working in the sort of hospitality commercial industry part of interior design um I worked at Leeds Castle and Gunnerston Park which is a stately home and most recently last year Elmley Nature Reserve um where I sort of take on quite long-term renovation projects which are then um sort of to like a hotel level but they're for um rentals you know sort of um short-term rentals or wedding venues and things like that so it's a bit like doing a hotel but they're not hotels if you know what I mean um and then I also work with property developers in London and in the Kent southeast area and then I also do residential projects but I think I'm probably best known for doing kind of historical buildings um in the hospitality and sort of commercial areas
1: and and what was the trigger that first got you thinking you needed to do something to help? Um
2: it's funny because I we've been in lockdown for um about 2 or 3 weeks longer than when the country officially went into lockdown because my partner is high risk. So um I kind of just sort of felt a, I, I suppose I'd adjusted to being in lockdown and being with four children and and managing with that and um although I'd been doing FaceTime consultations with clients over the phone um, I kind of just was questioning about what what my part as an interior designer really was at during this time and it, it didn't really sit that easy with me to be to be honest I felt it was a bit I don't know a bit frivolous or just an, you know not something that really was appropriate you know during, considering what lots of people were going through and I felt somewhat frustrated that I couldn't give back i have friends who are taking food into the hospitals with critical nhs i have friends who are making masks and and gowns and i thought you know what what can i possibly do to help uh, you know just posting pretty pictures on instagram isn't really doing anything um and um i just i'd seen the news and it was literally you know just three weeks ago i'd seen the news and there was a nurse who was in floods of tears just saying please just stay home you're so lucky to be at home we're having to go to work we're terrified just please stay home and having slightly resented being stuck in our house I was like my golly we really we really are lucky and this is our haven and I'd said to the children you know this is our castle and we've just got to stay in here until the nasty you know in very naive terms the nasty bug goes away and um I went to bed and I, it literally was like a light bulb moment. I thought I can do something. Um, you know, what do I do? I, I I make places, you know, comfortable. They're places for people to go and stay and retreat to, have a romantic breakaway or whatever it is. And um, I said, you know, I I, I, do, I make rooms nicer. And, you know, all these people on Instagram and on telly have been sort of, you know, doing DIY and moving their furniture around and redecorating and getting all the jobs done that they haven't had a chance to do. And I thought, you know, the NHS are not, had that time a to do these things to their homes but you also to have the privilege of being of their families that so many of us have had and if we could provide a haven like we've all had to retreat to then that is a way of supporting them after COVID-19 but also a way of saying thank you um for all their heroic act and so I just sort of started googling it, seeing if anybody was doing it and they weren't um and it's quite a, it's not a new concept. There's been lots of makeover TV shows and things about room makeovers and things, but I, and I sent out a few messages the next day to a couple of my suppliers who I knew were at home and and sort of feeling similar feelings about it. And they said, Oh yeah, we're happy to donate some fabric and some cushions and whatever. And, and I thought it gently kind of plod along. And I, you know, emailed a couple of designers I knew and then by day three, it had gone viral on instagram <laughs> and some influencers and some designers who'd got lots of following had picked up on it and julia alexander being one of them had got in touch saying i really want to to get involved and help and an influencer called little um, little house london amy um i had got it got found seen it i'm not even sure where they saw it because <laughs> i had
1: you know i have a following but it's not a huge following francesca we we have i belong to a a, a big group on whatsapp um yeah. just you know loads of us there must be 20 or 30 of us that all chat and it's just called the design club and somebody very early on in the piece picked you up and that's how that's how i found out so you've oh. kind of been on my radar for a while even though this is the first time we're chatting um so, so, how has the idea for havens then evolved? Did you so, originally envisage that it would be a collective? Yes, I always thought
2: um i i um I trained as an actress, so um' I'm, I'm very much of you and i and actually, I think it's one of the things I was missing about being in lockdown was being part of a team. Um, you know, being on site, being with the client, being with the contractors, you know, being with the people who um who work for the company, you know, it's very interior design is very much a team effort, I think, and um why well, I, I like to view it as such. And also, having been an actress, I've been used to working in casts and in gr- big groups of people. So, in my head, I naturally think that way. I think so. I thought if we just got a load of people together. And people donated products and time. And I suppose I, in the past, I've given like a day's consultation or some design for charities, you know, sort of things like that. So I, in that that kind of concept, I'm already aware of because I've done that previously. Um, and I thought if we got a group of people together, we could, you know, offer some room makeovers. And I thought of my own team and I thought well, maybe we'll just do a few ones locally. So I I contacted my carpenters who are Henry and Keel and um, my curtain maker Amy and, you know, and things like that. And they were like, yep, totally would love to do that. And I did, I kind of thought, well, if I can do that and I can get my team together and I'm sure somebody else could get a little team together and collectively could do that. I hadn't anticipated it would, I thought, to be honest, I thought it would just plod along and it'd be something that we could slowly build towards working towards where after um, the lockdown was over. And then it became very apparent to me very quickly that I think a lot of people were feeling the same as I, I was about how can, as an interior designer or as in the interior industry, how could they help? So it kind of tapped into that, and then obviously you know it's a testament to how how many people want to help support the NHS, and if they've got that skill set, then they can help. So it, the idea of it being a collective started really early on. I just I didn't anticipate how large the <laughs> collective would be, <laughs> so, it wasn't, so that that wasn't like I, I didn't sit there going right. I'm going to get 200 <laughs> fans and 300 designers, and, and it's going to grow and grow, and we're going to have all this press. And that that wasn't that wasn't in the initial light bulb moment, and I think um, had it been, I might have um, you know. <laughs> organize myself pre it a bit better rather than sort of doing it on, on the hopper each day you know the new things arise but um we've now got a team of 20 who are working on it um and so we've got about five people on, on brands, we've got five people on the nominations, we've got, you know, there's all the logistics of setting up a charity and insurance and all that So I've got a team on that. Um, then we've got people on the trades and fabric side of it, and then there's people on the designer side. So as soon as the email, it was all on Instagram, and my Instagram, I think it was, you know, I had the idea Tuesday night, sent out a few messages on the Wednesday. I the, the logo was really pixelated because I designed it on my phone <laughs> so you know that had gone up and also I have dyslexia so I'd spelt heroes wrong so that was going viral which I hadn't anticipated <laughs> um, which has now all been you know rectified but it, you know that's how that's how low-key I was doing it and on the Friday my Instagram and the Design Havens Instagram both crashed and I was locked out for four hours which was a sign that something had happened really, really struck
1: a nerve yes yeah.
2: yeah and um and so from then I very really quickly realized that actually um this could actually be a really big collective and um I suppose of I think I think when Colfax and Ballet came on that was our biggest hat fabric house to come on and that kind of was a shift and obviously with sofa.com coming on that was a shift as well um and now we have you know, um, Neptune came on this week, and they've been, you know, they've been fantastic. They're not affiliated with any charity up until this point, so they've got, they've given, you know, been incredibly generous and supportive, um, you know, as a so as 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 everybody. But I think, you know, once a few of the big brands came on, then more brands came, and likewise, the designers seeing other designers join, it was just a sort of trickle effect, um, which is fantastic because it means that the collective has grown and grown and 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 amazingly, we've got these fantastic volunteers who are giving their time and you know, the website's been done, you know, for free and everything is all, you know, incredibly um, supportive and generous. And so it's it's kind of um, evolved in its own accord, I suppose. It was just a little team that's become a very big team.
0: <laughs> but, and very quickly as well, by the sounds of it.
2: And very, very quickly. I don't get to sleep before two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so with the lockdown still in place, you're obviously pulling people together and still very much in the organizational uh phase yeah um once we're free to move about again how will the process actually work
2: so the idea the the, the idea is actually quite simple and that and that's kind of stood from my initial idea which was i would um probably from base on me thinking i could do people locally kind of thing is that the designers and the nhs workers will be matched geographically um and so, um, and obviously if there isn't a designer at that time in, in that area for someone, <coughs> excuse me, we will do like a call out and things like that. But they, we are, we are now getting all the designers, um, you know, signed up and all the nominations have been verified and we're getting in touch with them. And then we was, it's a bit like a dating service in a way. We will we, we'll be matching the designer and an NHS worker based on geography and, you know, to some extent, what kind of room they want and that sort of thing. Um, And then they can, they can actually make contact and start planning and liaising with the NHS worker um, in, in lockdown, you know, they can send messages or mood boards or or Pinterest ideas or things like that. And then um, with the view that the installs will happen after lockdown. But I think it's, um, I think it's important to state that there, there isn't a deadline to this. And you know, the, the collective is growing and growing every day. And the more people we have in the collective, the more the more havens we can provide. And therefore, it, it can it can run and run. And we're not saying that these havens have got to be done by a certain time. They've obviously gonna have to fit round the NHS works uh, working schedule and and you know, obviously COVID restrictions and social distancing and also the designers. Um so they would just I think they'll just slowly start to happen and roll on, you know, indefinitely, and it's more You know, we've been approached to do key workers, which we're going to look into doing. We've been approached to do hospital staff rooms and reflection and wellness rooms. So there's as long as there's a demand and we have the. The designers and the suppliers to provide the havens. We'll keep doing it. So planning can start happening now, but then it will just, as it would of any other project, just start going into motion when when we're allowed to and when it and when it fits into everybody's time.
1: Who are your heroes? How are you finding the most deserving candidates? I think I saw on your press release that you're asking people for nominations.
2: Yes, yeah, so, and so at the moment you can nominate an NHS worker by. Um, I mean, lots of people are nominating themselves, which is totally fine. Um, but a lot of people are nominating friends or relatives who they think um, would appreciate um, a, this, this. You know, they've got, you know, they've moved into a house or, you know, they haven't done anything to their house or they've got a particular room, which is really, you know, needs some TLC. So they're nominating them on the um, Instagram and you can tag them on one on the grid or a lot of obviously people aren't on Instagram. So they can email nominations at design hero, um and then we get back in touch and they and they and we, you know we don't even have to have a remake over, but we say you've been nominated would you like one and so far they've said yes um and they will send a, a verification of who, what they do within the nhs which is their id card and then they'll send a picture of the haven and then we're logging that and then we like i say we'll geographically try and match them so we'll try and do as many as we can but it is basically on a geographical basis um and you know we're not you know there there will be a time there's a four day time cap on the project so we're not going to be unfortunately be doing Um, brand new kitchens or or extensions or loft conversions they are a cosmetic room makeover Um, so you know in that sense I think it's it would be too ambitious to do sort of, yeah, for people's time, but also just in restrictions of everything else the, to do. But so there will be a cosmetic room makeover. But basically, we're just going to try and match as many people as we can, providing we've got people in those areas to to, to provide them room makeups. And some designers have said they want to do too. You know, it, it's, it's you know, some will do it in pairs. It's a kind of, it's quite a fluid thing, but we're just trying to match as many as we can based on having the people
1: available for them. So designers can, can actually take on board as much or as little as they want to do if they want to do one or they could do a a whole clutch in theory or they could do one and then another one and then another one depending on how much time they've got available
2: yeah and they say actually I really enjoyed that I'll do another one in you know three months time or something we'd be delighted I mean there's no there's I've been very, you know, it's all coming out of goodwill and gratitude and, and people being kind and generous. There's, you know, if the products, people, you know, some people are donating huge quantities of stuff. Some people are saying, I've got these lovely, I, I make these eye-cut lampshades, I'll donate a few. You know, there's no, there's no restrictions on how much or how little you have to donate. And likewise, with time, you know, some people saying, I can't do a room, but I'd really like to help support a designer and helping source, or, you know, um or do you need any admin help? Or I've got, I can get brands on board, but I don't feel comfortable doing a room. You know, there's a lot of different ways that people can get involved. And, but yes, if they want to do a clutch of them, that's fantastic, you know, and, I think it's there's a lot of fantastic charities at the moment who are supporting the NHS right now, which is you know crucial. Um, what I've realised with this and what I'm wanting to do to be is to support the NHS after this because you know, life goes on and people get back to normal and people sometimes easily forget it's human nature. And obviously they're going to need a lot of support. You know, there's going to be PTSD, there's going to be time for them that they've got to have with their families, there's all sorts of things. And it's a kind of constant reminder of saying thank you for what you, you they've done. But also, you know, we're here for you still, because, you know, this could go on and on, couldn't it really, you know, th- th- there's... We don't really know what's going to happen with the coronavirus. It could spike, it could not. So it's a constant support um, for the NHS after this this time of lockdown, rather than it being an immediate um, support, if you see what I mean.
1: And Francesca, can I just ask, how? so how do you see this working in terms of the team? So a designer would then use their own contacts in terms of a decorator, maybe a you know a carpenter. Um, yes, so a there's two partner, options. An upholsterer, a curtain maker, whatever.
2: There's two options. They, they may have, like me, a team that are willing to. So with the, the, the other day, you know, I com- we completely appreciate that the trades have really suffered during this time. They've not been able to work. And so it is going to be difficult for them to donate time if they're willing to do donate time or they feel like they can give a day back or half a day back. And that's, you know, that's where we're only saying about a four day time limit as well, because we, that, that's got to bear that in mind.
1: And, and just to be clear, four days as in four days worth of time on site so something something that will take four days to execute
2: a day of sort of planning and chatting and then you probably got a, a three days on site you know right, it depends how, it. how you know or you know it depends how the how much some people would you know if they're in a rent accommodation we might not be able to do that much you know painting or decorating but we could certainly do a nice makeover and soft furnishings you know so it depends on the project how the designer wants to allocate that time but um if they don't so so some will have their own team of trades who are willing to donate time which 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 is fantastic um some won't which is totally understandable as well, and we are therefore building a, a collective of trades as well um and actually quite a few I've started doing a call out on instagram this week which because we've sort of now opened up that spreadsheet and that sort of the database um and and trades are getting in touch but i appreciate that you know they're going to have to work so we've set up a donation fund where people who necessarily aren't involved in interior design directly but would like to support the cause the donations um, fund will help support um supplement some of the trades works so if for example a designer doesn't have um a trades a tradesperson um then they and they get in touch with us um or one of the, our reps um we're gonna have reps around the country they say look i, I just need someone to help paint, to paint to decorate it. then we can find them and hopefully we can and we can financially support that from the donation fund do, do you see what i mean so it's, it's we're going to try and support it as a collective as much as possible with people donating their time but hopefully with the donation fund filling in the gaps as well
1: and could members of the public get involved in the sense that they could offer to wield that paintbrush or make cushions
2: I um yeah make cushions as well as I think is fantastic members of the public I mean I did think my son's school for example has got an incredibly t- amazing textile department <laughs> I was going to get in touch with them say you know they're not at school they're not doing their A-levels but they like to you know design some fabulous design I mean it yeah we definitely I mean it, there's three there's three aspects to it which has kind of become quite apparent um quite quickly which is primarily the main aim which is supporting the NHS and providing the havens um Off that, from the brands, we've realized very quickly that a lot of these brands um, haven't been able to sell their summer stock, Um, and so we can help reduce waste within the industry by saying, you know, know, a lot of them are going to have to clear their warehouses, clear their shop floors, because they're going to be putting their autumn, winter, Christmas stuff. A lot of the high street ones, it's very seasonal and related to their fashion lines, so you know, it's sort of going to become somewhat redundant. They can't release them next year. So we're saying, look, we will take the stuff that you can't sell, we'll take the showroom stock providing it's of good quality you know some of the paint companies they've got damaged cans but the paint's perfectly fine we would take that as well so we also have obviously new products and whatever they're willing to donate but we're also offering to reduce waste within the industry and help the businesses in that sense and then what's also realized with the donation fund is that we can hopefully support long-term small businesses within this industry you know the trades that the curtain makers you know let's say one of our smaller suppliers Run, you know, donated a certain amount of fabric, but can't afford to print more for us. Then we maybe go look. We really want some more of X. Look, you know, hit. Can we, can we, um, you know, produce a couple of more meters or something? So it's it's kind of on that model of like the 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 food deliveries going into the hospital, which is the they're having donations that are covering the cost of the food being made, which keeping the businesses going, but at the same time supporting the NHS. So it's
1: kind of quite
2: quickly evolved into having these three little segments.
1: Francesca, I was also going to ask, have you had any of the big retail homewares people come on board yet? Have you had the likes of, I don't know, Zara or anyone, you know, these seasonal ranges that you just mentioned, because obviously they'd be a great source of stock.
2: Yeah, we we're, we're, we've made contact. I think quite a lot of their um a lot of you, you in this regard you deal with the PR and I think quite a lot of PRs have been furloughed at the moment. So it's there with we have um I have made contact. I would love somebody like I think um we have made contact with H and M, um we have um made a contact with a couple of the other high street ones. But it would be fantastic to get those on board because um. Yes, like I said, it's the stock is very seasonal. I mean, John Lewis is on board, which is fantastic. And like I said, I said Neptune and, um, you know, Sofa.com, Sofa Workshop, DFS, Farron Ball, Edward Balmer, Little Green. So, you know, but it would be great to get some of the ones. And I mean, I'd love to get TK Maxx and HomeSense on board um, because their stuff is so seasonal. Um mm. And, you know, it's funny, you know, uh, from the idea yesterday, I was, you know, to having Zooms about warehousing and <laughs> and databases, which I never anticipated I would be doing. <laughs> <years ago. laughs> so, yes, was,
1: logistically, you're going to need somewhere where you can store all this stuff before it gets distributed. Well, this is the thing. So. Uh, we're saying to
2: most of the brands if you can hold on to it until the designer needs it then that's fantastic and the designer will have their id number and they have the the list of everybody of the brands the sort of inventory of what's involved and what's available and they will contact directly and people like sofa.com have been amazing saying we will deliver and that's fantastic but obviously for the people who are wanting to shift their stock because they've got a release space in their warehouse or they've got to retake the stuff out of the shops or whatever we are going to need some warehouse space yeah um which is what i've been figuring out this week but i think we might be onto something so i think i'm okay <laughs>
0: Good, good, very good very good how how many heroes are you actually hoping to havenise?
2: um that's a good term um i i um i do you know what i don't know it is as many um designers as we have um we uh we've had over 300 designers um apply um and i'd say at least half of those have now got back with the forms and since the second stage, so I'm, I'm, am You know, at the moment, I say there's going to be at least three hundred. <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's depends on and how many um, nominations we have and how many designers we have. But I'd say, ironically, the the number of nominations is kind of pretty equal to the number of designers at the moment. It's quite interesting. Um, I think that will fluctuate, um, but um, at the moment, all being well, we we're looking at around those numbers.
1: And. Obviously, this is this is taking up every single second of your time and energy at the moment. Are you finding any time in your days to to run your business or sleep? Uh, no.
2: <laughs> Homeschool for children. No. Um, uh, yeah, my sons have learned to make a cup of tea. And <laughs> uh, they're definitely having a very strong education in home economics and charity work. Um, not sure about much else. Um, yeah, it. I to be honest, I think I was in shock the first week because it's sort of like something happening very suddenly and and completely all-consuming your time. So um, just, I, I think it was only
1: mid-April that you set this up. How long ago were we talking? No, no, no. Three weeks. No, um, three, it's three weeks. Three weeks ago. Three weeks this, ago. Oh my goodness! So mid-April. Yeah. I
2: have to look at my, I know I should actually make a note of the date. Yes, you um, should definitely. It was three weeks ago. It was three weeks ago. What day are we today? Thursday. So three weeks ago, two days ago. So whatever the date was, it was a Tuesday night. I had the idea, and the first text went out. Yes, like three weeks ago, yesterday on a Wednesday, and I probably wow. I count it from the Friday because that was when sort of it just sort of took off. But um, yeah, it's it's only been three weeks, and I and I have I've I've come. I've had to come to terms with that. This is, this is now my life. It's fine. I, I love it. It's great. And it's, and it's, um, it's, it's, you know, I wanted to support the NHS and I am going to be supporting the NHS. So it's, it's, it's fantastic in that sense. And I think a lot of other people have realized that actually they've committed to volunteering to this. Obviously people's lives are going to, you know, uh, come back into play in sense of work and we're going to have to all try and fit it around that. But, um, Uh, For me, it was a it was a bit of realization that okay, this is actually quite big now, and um, and I am embracing it. And yes, I'm not sleeping very much. (laughs) (laughs) It seems a lot of other people do awake at like two o'clock on Instagram in the morning, Um, and um, and I think I think the more that the nominations come in, and the more I connect with the people, and. I suppose the more I do things I talk about things like this um I um it makes it really real and um it kind of drives to the next day because I think right each day we can do another haven you know each day we get another designer each day we get more products then that's somebody else who is going to have that time and I suppose um that's um that's that's you know what what's keeping me doing it because i think it's fantastic that we can provide this as as so many and it is a real team i have to say it's you know the brainstorming that goes on and the ideas and people going i can do this i can get this brand i i know so and so um you know we were on radio uh sussex this morning so I'm going, oh, i can get you on the radio that will help get more people nominated because i think also the nominations are mainly coming through the interior design community at the moment you know it's people who follow interior design brands or designers on instagram it's been quite a close knit sort of thing so we've had a lot even considering that but it hasn't necessarily gone outside of that community so i think this morning going on the radio was the first time that it's been talked about outside of the interior design so just
1: for the benefit of our listeners which radio program were you on what were you doing
2: uh bbc radio Yeah, it was i've never done the live radio (laughs) it was interesting I, I I so you get phoned up by a researcher saying, right, uh, you're going to speak to Neil in in a few minutes, and you listen to the person who's talking to before, and then you're suddenly there on the radio, and then I chatted for a bit uh, with him, told him all about it, and then the news came on, <laughs> and that was it. So, um, but yeah, it's it's it was um, it's fantastic, and I think um, so. Yeah, I don't know. I, think I I'll, I'll try and figure some work out around uh, my clients. So, You know, I do send the messages. Going, do, do I can still do a zoom or chat with you <laughs> okay <laughs> it might be a five in the morning but it's fine <laughs> um and and you know and, and everyone's being really supportive you know my clients have been really supportive about it and the boys um I think they wish mommy wasn't on the phone quite so much but I'm talking to them about what we're doing and and they're drawing rainbows and they're getting involved and so you know it's definitely a team effort at home as well and I think if it's, it's funny, a lot of people have been talking about homeschooling and it's a re- when you've got four children and my partner's a psychotherapist so he's taken up all day. Um, you know, it's very difficult to teach four children on your own, um, with, mm-hmm. especially if they range from four to 14 and you've only got, lim- as we, as you know, we, I've only got limited IT. Um, so they're going to have to, it's going to be a slightly alternative education in this house. And I think if they're, they're learning about the NHS and, about people's level of kindness and gratitude, then it's that's it's it's worth you know it's worth its weight in gold compared to maybe a mass question on Sunday. And, <laughs> and in all of
1: this setting of this up, has there been one particular moment that's been your most moving and inspiring so far? Um, yes, um, it
2: was a nurse, a mum sent a message and it is very late that I go onto Instagram so I do all the you know the admin and the brands and the zooms and everything during the day and then I go through the messages late at night when I'm just lying in bed and and, you know everyone's asleep and I reply so people must think it's really random because they get a message from me like two o'clock in the morning going thank you for volunteering (laughs) (laughs) but um, I was going through the nominations um, some of the messages from the nominations and there's a nurse called Ellie and her mum had nominated her and I suppose being a mum, it, it hit a nerve. A because she was nominating her daughter, and she was saying how concerned she was, but also how proud she was. But Ellie is also a paediatric um, nurse, and she's um, having to treat children with COVID, and she's having to learn things that she didn't know. You know, she's also having to treat adults. She's just been thrown in in, in the deep end, and I thought, my God, you know, and she's a young girl and she then got back to me saying oh if my mum's nominated me thank you so much this is so amazing she said my mum didn't tell you that but she's a nurse and it was just that sort of selflessness of the pair of them and I suppose being a mum and also just hearing they're caring for children and you know they're worried themselves it just really hit a nerve of me and I, I put her up on the grid and everybody sort of went thank you Ellie and and I suppose and you know there's been a lot of these um, messages coming through and you know I've got from my year at drama school three of my friends have lost a parent in three weeks and they haven't none of them been able to be with their, their parents um who've died and they have so much gratitude to the nurses and the doctors who have been there with them when their parents have passed away and I think that's speaking to them that's really hit home as well so I think you know if we can, if we can help from the world of interior design, which is, I think, in a lot of people's views, you know, plumping cushions and making houses look pretty. If we can help support these people who have supported us um, and our friends and our families so much, then I think it's kind of the least we can do, really. You mm-hmm. know, um, so yeah, I suppose that's been my motivation and the turning point of like, actually, you know, it's not. I don't think it's a lot, really, what we can do, but it's it's something. And our homes are, and and it's funny if if you're, it doesn't really matter where you live, whether you live in a big house or a studio flat, whether you own it, whether it's rented, whatever it is, if that's your place of going home and just relaxing and just letting go of whatever you've experienced that day and being with your families, or if you live on your own, just having your you know quiet solitude, then if. It, if we can make that nicer and more of a haven for them to retreat to, like so many of us have had, then I think that um, it, it's um, you know it's something we can use our creativity and our skill set in doing. And uh, you know, there's a lot of people who who have that skill set. Seemingly, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't realize it was so many interior designers. Yeah, you know, wow, it's was- yeah, this is fantastic. And people willing to say thank you, just as um, you know, we all want
1: to say thank you. Thank you, Francesca. It was wonderful to hear such a passionate account of your plans for the charity. And thank you on behalf of the whole design community for your hard work to date. Listening to that, I can't help but think that there is another inspirational hero that we should add to the current list of heroes. And that is, of course, our special guest today, Design Havens for Heroes founder Francesca Rowan Plowden. Thank you so much.
0: I completely agree with that, Susie. Thank you so much, Francesca, for talking with us about this brilliant initiative. It occurs to me that you are the Bob Geldof of interior design. You can find the interior design business on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and on-demand services everywhere. We're on Twitter at InDesignPod and on Instagram and Facebook at Interior Design Business Pod. This episode of the interior design business is a Wildwood production.